0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco, and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Today we are talking about living your best life and getting super practical. So stick around for some tips on how to live your best life Hashtag bless. But allow me to read a review. Um, I love this segment because it invites you, uh, my listeners, into the conversation. This is not my podcast, but this is our podcast. Annette now had this to say. I love the topics that's being discussed on this podcast. So many things that are relevant today and have a Christian biblical aspect to it. Paul is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Annette. And for those that's listening through Apple Podcasts in particular, please consider leaving a rating and a review if you love the show but now let's talk. My guest today, Krista Nutor. She is a Midwestern girl with a Ghanaian heritage who just wants to positively influence the world however she can. She is the founder and editor of the blog, thecurvychristian.org. And I'm going to put that link in the show notes so you can connect with her that way as well. She's also a financial analyst with Intel. Krista, thank you so much for hopping on the pod.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I'm excited as well, man. I just noticed what you was doing on Instagram and uh, clicked the link and didn't know you had a blog and started reading and reading multiple mm-hmm. at one time. It's such an easy read. And so um, <laughs> our paths crossed years ago um, through InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Yes. And now here we are once again. So, so let's talk. You have a blog called The Curvy Christian. I just want to know, like, why did you start it? And what's like the vision and purpose of your blog?
1: Yeah, no. Um, so I started my blog about four years ago now. Um, it was right after I graduated from college, and for me, I get ideas, and if it doesn't go away, know it's something that I'm supposed to do and act on. Um, and so I used to go on Facebook and like write out these long rants, and I realized um, that the easiest way for me to communicate was to put things into writing, and that it was really resonating with people, um, and and. On top of that, I noticed that there was this unique place that I was in, right? So um I noticed that the world was really in need of the church, right? Um and in some odd way, <laughs> the church was also in need of the world. Like there was a lot of listening that we needed to do as well. And so um I just felt like I wanted to be like a bridge between that and that's what my blog my platform um has been over the years and that's how the curvy christian began um i came up with that name because <laughs> i always say um uh, life is curvy it doesn't always make sense i'm curvy i don't always make sense so let's figure it out together <laughs> so that's how we got started
0: oh my gosh i love that that tagline like life is curvy and it's <laughs> like, they gotta make sense and out of it we really do Hmm, And you mentioned something so good how the world needs the church, but the church also needs the world. Like we need to be listening to the world. Not so the world can influence right. us, but just so we can know what's going on in the world so we can speak truth to it. And you said exactly. the word yes. You said the word bridge, and that's really my goal. Um, Also, just to be a bridge builder, because we we the the world needs the gospel. And so, before right. we like quite go to the next question, like what advice would you give to a person that maybe has been thinking about blogging and they don't know where to start? Like, what would be like your what, what advice would you give them?
1: <sighs> that's such a good question. I mean, I would say. I'm going to give the cliche answer and then we'll go from there. (laughs) The cliche answer is to just go for it. Um, I think we analyze our way out of things a lot. I know I do that. So I'm like, but what about this thing and this thing? And it's like, well, we're all on a journey. So you have to kind of take that first step and go for it. Um, But surround yourself with people who can encourage you along the way and who can, um, if if you're unsure, like, get 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 some hype man like I'm not kidding <laughs> like I did that when I launched I was like I am super scared to do this I feel a calling on it but I'm just really scared and so I surrounded myself with people and I let them know like hey this is the day that I'm doing it please please I would love your support and that just really like got it going for me and made me um, feel confident in taking each next step so that's my that's my advice for you. Go for it and surround yourself with people who support you along the way.
0: Okay, Krista, had to throw in a surprise question. That you handled that. <laughs> you handled it very well. Like you, you speak yeah. to it right. That people can be fearful, but just do it anyway, and let the Lord handle the rest. And yeah. so. Right now, like in in our society, some current buzzwords such as content creator or social media influencer. And to me, uh, this really boils down to being light and salt. Jesus said it first. And Mm -hmm. light and salt is about influencing the world for kingdom purposes. So with all that being said, I just want to hear from you as a blogger. What is it like being a Christian content creator? I
1: love that question. It's fun. (laughs) Um, it really is. (laughs) It really is. It feels so purposeful. It doesn't feel like I'm just on the gram to be on the gram, but rather it's a tool that I can use or rather God can use to spread his wisdom and love to people who are um, craving it. Um, And I know I say it's fun because it is, but it's also heavy in a way what I mean by that is like when you have a calling on your life or any kind of influence it's not something to be taken lightly like um I don't just like do this and be like okay like I'm like everyone else and I have a following and therefore like I'm just going to do it the way everyone else no like I really really want to tune into what it is that God wants me to say and know that there is there's kind of a shepherding that comes in in it um and that's just something I don't mess around with. Um, I, I really want to live out that Colossians 3.23 out to the fullest, um, which is, you know, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord and not for men. And um, that's kind of like the driving force. I think if we get too caught up in the, the social media craze or the terms or whatever, then we're just going to end up like doing – nothing and maybe wasting a platform as opposed to actually fully u- utilizing it and using it as a way to shepherd and um lead people. So anyways, it's been fun, but I, I don't take it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
0: wise advice. Nothing this is something that shouldn't be taken lightly. And I like the term that you use like when it comes to social media, um kind of be on there with the purpose. And you said it greatly, like, don't waste this platform. Like, of Mm -mm. course, if you know, you you like memes, listen, you know, I love memes too, and it's okay to be entertained, but consider using your social media to make a difference and to, and to be influential. So yeah, definitely. So thank you for that, Krista. Yeah, of course. So alluding to the title of this episode, I want to hear from you. What does it mean to live your best life?
1: Ah, it's the phrase that we hear all the time that we see at hashtags. Um, and, um, I love the phrase, I want to live my best life. Um, but I think like a lot of social media, we were just talking about social media um, you know, that hashtag is used to show a highlight reel and not really, the, not really the stuff underneath. So I think it's, um, it's highly possible to live your best life and it not to be shown on those Instagram tiles, right? It's, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. It's the ordinary things. Um, so for me to live your best life should mean living your healthiest life, mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Um, it should be your happiest life, which is full of laughter and love and community. Um, so that's what it means to me. And I feel like if you're truly living out your definition of your best life, then it's not really something that you're like boasting about. Like I'm all about singing about it and hashtagging about it, but it's not necessarily just that it's recognizing your blessings and pulling others up. It's, it's turning your losses into lessons. It's living your life honestly, surrounding yourself with lots of love, with people who celebrate your success and not hoard jealousy in your heart when you have those successes. Um, It's leading by example. It's showing those around you how you can realistically live that happy and healthy life. So I think it's really multifaceted to live your best life. I don't think it's a showy like boom i i'm in bermuda on vacation like that's no 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 i think it's a it's an inner work thing that is that then shown outwardly um so that's that's what i think um so it's not something to that you're using to compare yourself to other people it's it's appreciating where you are now and growing in that and leading to become a better version of you, a happy version of you when that is aligned with purpose.
0: Definitely, I like that, how you ended it. It aligns with purpose. And I just want to say to my listeners right now, consider pressing pause and rewinding um, (laughs) so you can soak all of that in. Those are some good nuggets on what does it mean to live your best life? And we're not just talking about you know, the hashtag on social media, but what does it mean holistically? And so living your best life. And once again, alluding to your blog, I uh, just want to kind of like switch gears a little bit and talk about lifestyle tips. And so I'm just curious, like what book are you currently reading?
1: Ooh, okay. So I'm in a book club. I'm one of those people. And, um, right now we're reading a book, which is pretty interesting. We're about, about to start it, so I won't go too deep into it, but it's about race and technology, which I think is a very interesting combination. Um, but I actually recently picked a book up again um, that I had read before called The Weight by Devin Franklin and Megan Good. Um, and um, I like that book because um, it teaches you ways that you can live your best life, not just in relationships, but in career. Um, and in other areas. And so I I find a lot of good nuggets in there. Some that are like taped up on my wall right now. Um one in particular I remember was talking about and this kind of ties into the theme of living your best life was like you should aim to be the same per- person publicly as you are privately. Like and how just having that that synergy and noticing if there's a gap there that there is maybe a problem. Right. And so Anyways, that's one book that um, I've picked back up recently.
0: That's good. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, to my listeners out there, I encourage you maybe during this quarantine, maybe nice if you're not really a reader, just try it. I remember I wasn't a big reader and it was one summer I just grabbed onto one book and been been in love with the books ever since then. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that self-care, I didn't say it first, I found it on social media, but they say (laughs) that self-care is the best care. It is not an expense, but more so it is an investment. And so as we're trying to still cope with COVID and deal with this quarantine life, we got to be intentional in taking care of ourselves so we can then take care of others. And so I want you to speak to, in the idea of self-care, one of your blogs, uh, another one of your uh, writings that I read about the morning routine. What is the significance of a morning routine? And then also spill the tea. What's your morning routine? <laughs>
1: Uh, I think a morning routine is super important because how you start your day really, really um, affects how you live out the rest of your day, right, after that morning time. And so I try to be really intentional about, like, starting my day off right um, so that I can, like, be fully present and fully productive for the rest of my day. So what that has looked like for me is... I have trained myself to be an early bird. I am more of a night owl, but, you know, God's working on me. And so I've been, um, waking up during the weekdays at five 30. Um, and at that time, I, you know, start my day off in devotional, um, and just like listening and praying and reading, um, the word. And I try to like really just delve deep, um, So that's kind of the spiritual aspect of it. And then I'll I'll journal as a way to close it out because I think that that's like a really good way to just almost like a, I love journaling because I like writing, but it's also kind of like a Ebenezer. So it's like a monument of like something that you can go back and look to and be like, wow, this is where I was or this is what God did in that moment. And so that's something that I've really been trying to practice. Um, But then I do, um, you know, self-care is holistic, right? So I talk about the spiritual things, but, um, we're also a body, right? So like getting a little workout in to wake myself up or, or at least stretch, (laughs) you know, I do that too. And, um, and then I kind of can go into my day and do the normal, the normal things. But I think setting my mind in that way, um, really allows me to enter into my day well. Um, and I think doing that in all the areas of your life, right? So like I started off my mornings like, you know, in the word or in a book or journaling, right? And then doing the things with, doing the things to take care of my my body, which is great. Uh, but then I hop on the computer and I'm at work. And what do I do? I assess, right? I assess what my day is going to look like, what I have on the calendar, where I need to set aside time for me to work um, and not just be in another meeting, right? So I think just like, I think the main theme is to set aside time to do the things that are going to help you be successful. You have to set yourself up for success. You have to set yourself up to, um, you know, uh, be connected. Like things don't just happen overnight. Like you don't just have a relationship with God overnight. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's something you work relationships are something that you work with or you work on. And so, um, and it goes with every area of your life. You have to set yourself up for success and put in the work.
0: Yes, that is quotable right there. Like set yourself up for success and put in the work. You said self-care is holistic. So yeah. we need to be taking care of ourselves, like our mind, our body, and soul. And so a part of this podcast, like i talk a lot about the spiritual, but also talk about the mental and also when it for some, maybe introduce you to personal development. That's where we're talking about reading. We're talking about morning routine. So while we're in quarantine for a lot, for some of us, we have a little bit more time on our hands. And so this mm-hmm. may be the perfect time that we can restructure our lives. And so by start by having a morning routine or a night routine and really set yourself up for success. And so I want you to speak to this notion of community check-ins tell the people what are community check-ins.
1: Community check-ins are a way to keep yourself accountable Um, that's the way that I look at it. Right. So I firmly believe that we're not meant to do this life alone. Um, and like, we are in community, like God is in community with the Trinity. Like if we're trying to, you know what I mean? Um, he, Jesus was in community when he was on this earth, the 12 disciples, we are meant to do life in community. And, um, so something that's really helpful. For me, and even as you're talking about Paul, just like doing uh, personal development, like it's one thing to work on yourself by yourself, but then if you tell someone else you're working on yourself, now you're accountable. Now they, now they're going to check back in with you and be like, "So you said that one thing that one time. How's it going?" And you have to answer to that, and that is a super helpful um, tool to actually grow. we, there's, we are limited beings and we have to acknowledge our limits and realize what they are and then reach out for help, um, so that we can actually grow in the areas that we're set up to set, we set our minds out to grow in. And so community check-ins have been a really good way, um, for me to do that. And we are very, um, diverse people. We have a lot of different interests, a lot of different areas that we're trying to grow in. So, Um, you don't have to necessarily put um everything on one person. Um, you can identify those people in your life that are like strong in one area. So, like, okay, I have uh someone that I would talk to about career stuff, I have someone that I'll talk to about like relationship stuff, I'll have someone I talk to about fill in the blank, right? Like identify the people in my life that I can like we can keep each other accountable on a specific thing. Um, So I think that's a good way to go about it because you can, you can have one person. I mean, Hey, that works too. But if you, if you can like kind of just identify those things and you can get a lot out of it, a lot of diverse perspectives.
0: Most definitely. That's a good nugget of wisdom right there. Diversify your circle in so many words. And I love how you say acknowledge your limits and seek help. Because a lot of times, just like with Christians, sometimes we try to be everything to everyone, um, yeah. but only God is meant to be. I'm not present and everyone at the same time. And sometimes we just need to, to seek for help and sometimes we need to, to pause and rest. And speaking of rest, you wrote about this concept of a mini retreat. What What is it? Tell the people what it is.
1: A mini retreat is a little getaway of sorts. It's a way um, or should I say, maybe an extended Sabbath? Um, so, a way to um, really just build in rest into your life as a rhythm. And um, it's something that I have set my mind out to do s- this year. Um, so, like for me, it's looked like every quarter pretty technical schedule kind of person if you can't tell <laughs> um, <I love> it. <laughs> um, but, but like every quarter i'm like scheduling a mini retreat so it's maybe i'm going um on the coast because i live I, it's, it's a pro of living out here on the west <laughs> west coast but i can like go on the coast and just like we saw and breathe and like um, reflect on things and, um, and really just like, um, I don't know, just bring things to God and think through things and just like have space, undistracted space, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Just a space of just no distractions, um, no of your regular hurried life or anything like that, but it's, it's a getaway. And, um, I know that it's, that's a luxury of sorts. So it can look a lot of different ways. Maybe it means you take, um, like a full day or half a day and, um, you just go for a drive or whatever that may look like for you. I would say scheduling a time for like extended rest, um, is really vital. Cause I think where a lot of us are tempted, even in quarantine, like even in this situation that we're in to just like, go, 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 or like find something to fill the time and still avoid like our, our deepest thoughts, the things that we've like, we told God we were going to work on, but we're like, you know, maybe later, like whatever. Like I think it's really important to just set aside time, um, to just, to just be and stop and reflect and, um, So anyways, that's something that I've tried to build into my life as a rhythm and not just as something that I do when I'm like overextended, because then I'm exhausted. It's a little too late. And (laughs) um, I want to like be really proactive about that and checking in with myself and checking in um, on my environment.
0: I love the intentionality with that. And speaking of the coast, man, you're my first guest from Oregon. So shout out to the West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) So I I read another piece that you were featured in, and the title was Single and Living My Best Life. Oftentimes in a church and even in society, um, singles can feel left out. And so I want you to speak to just the, the notion, the idea of singleness. In other words, like what advice would you give to the single Christian that's trying to navigate life right now?
1: Hmm. Yeah. So like being an unmarried Christian, um, I would say that uh, my advice would be be active in your waiting. Um, I think a lot of times we think of waiting as maybe a passive thing of like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and wait. No, I think of waiting in terms of like when you're waiting a table, like you're serving in a restaurant or something that is an active action with intentionality and purpose behind it. You are waiting actively. And I think that's something that, um, that is really important for single, um, Christians to remember that your life isn't on pause. Um, your life is still going and it's still purposeful. Everything is not surrounded by, like, your life isn't Surrounded or centered around marriage, centered around, centered around God. And so like, (laughs) so this is actually a really precious time for you to work on yourself and on your relationship with God. Um, It's not going to stop when you get married or if you get married, but it like, it's just you. And so I would say like, really work work on yourself, realize things about yourself, find out what it is that you really like and go for it. Do those things now. Um, something fun that I like to do is go on solo, solo dates. or um, And it's not a pity party. It's like actually just me having fun with myself and enjoying who I am um, and doing the things that I enjoy. And I mean, we the cool thing about doing it, doing that as a Christian too, is like, you have like, God is your guide. And I like, I'm like, you know what, God, you and me are going on a date and like, listen, you, you pick, <laughs> you pick what we're going to do. And like, it's fun. It really is fun. And it just, um, it's something really special that I would say to not, um, not miss out on. Um, so, so I guess, the, the points there are like t- to be active in your waiting to treat yourself, take yourself on those solo dates. No shame. It's actually a really great thing. Um, develop yourself, um, develop routines. Like we talked about earlier in terms of like, um, morning routines, night routines, um, and, and pray for your future. Like sure. Be present in your present, but also pray for your future like know that if there's something that you're longing for like that you're longing for more then pray for that and, and be specific in that prayer and know that God hears you and he hasn't forsaken you. Um so that's my advice to fellow unmarried um Christians and know that that means like being single is is being like unmarried so you can be in a relationship with someone right and um and still be doing those things because you're not technically married yet. So don't think that, yeah. So don't think that this is like limited to just the people who are like not in a relationship. If you're dating someone, you're doing it intentionally. Great. Still do that. These things. I think these things apply no matter what stage um, of life that you're in.
0: Hashtag amen. hashtag relatable. <laughs> Because even I was I married now when I was dating my wife when she was in Memphis and I was in Texas, I did solo dates. I would go to the movies. Whenever Marvel come out, I would go to the movies. Mm-hmm. And now, even as married, before quarantine, I still go to Marvel movies by myself because my wife don't like, you know,
1: <laughs> don't
0: yep. say, Hey, my, my wife don't like Marvel. So yeah. I go and watch it by myself. Mm-hmm. I even went to a water park by myself um before we got married. So live it up. Seize this season and enjoy it embrace it mm-hmm. right and so a lot of times man, people like i say in church or in culture they like to attach their identity to relationships or attach their identity to their net their network their their career and so much more but here real people real talk i feel like our identity should be rooted in christ
1: and i want you to what is, what does that mean what does it mean to find your identity in christ um To find your identity in Christ means that all the other things that you hold on as a trust structure, as something that you, like, rely on, is not actually who you are. It's not actually your source. And so I think finding your identity in Christ is knowing that, like, Christ is your source. Um, You are because he is. And so, um, yeah, I think... You know, a lot of times, like you mentioned, like we, we kind of in the church, which is like a shadow side of ours is like, we really like emphasize, um, like overemphasize, should I say, like relationships and marriage and all that stuff. and kind of finding your identity and that was like, once you get that, like, woo, you made it. And it's like, yes, you did make it somewhere, but that's not who you are are that's not all of it like so i think finding your identity in christ is knowing that like he is your source he is a person you're holding on to everything else is a benefit or is a yeah benefit of that relationship that you have with him um yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah is right That's man this has been a full and rich conversation with so many practical action steps. So, listen, I feel like you have more than enough to get started. But I'm asking one more question, and I ask all my guests this. How can people go from surviving to thriving?
1: Listen, um, I think that to go from surviving to thriving um, requires a mentality shift. I think it means that you are no longer just like living in that like scarcity mindset but you're like you know what I have is is worth uh, growing and regrowing and growing again and so I think um, for me well I mean I, I so I think you can go from surviving to thriving from first that mentality shift of like um you know I'm kind of a glass half full kind of girl and so like having that kind of hope and that optimism really just keeps me going and allows me to thrive um I find like freedom in creating structure like structure as well like I think that's a real thing of like and maybe even biblical of like (laughs) like having a structure like like having those Um, not limitations, but like even just creating boundaries for yourself, like within that, there's so much freedom. And so I think that's a really practical way, not always easy, but practical way to start to thrive is drawing those boundaries for yourself um, in areas, learning letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, there's so much freedom in that. And then I think we've talked about a lot of like good ways to just continue to thrive and make it sustainable, like creating those routines, going on those retreats, like surrounding yourself with community and love. Um, those things really allow you to thrive and not just be in that surviving mode. Um, so it's a it's a practice, I think. I think it's a like something that you actually practice and you have to like nurture um to get there. It's not necessarily always like a flip of the switch thing, like I was surviving, now I'm thriving and it happened in twenty four hours. No, like it's it's kind of something that you that you foster along the way. Um, but it's definitely possible and definitely worth it.
0: Man, I love that my the constant theme has been create structure and just set yourself up for success. And so man, I thank you so much for your time and your expertise, Krista. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing and I'm so excited to see where it goes.
0: Thank you. And likewise with you and your blog and all, the content creating that you are doing. (laughs) So to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to look at the show notes so you can connect with Krista and her blog. They're super helpful, practical reads. And I just want to say, man, if this show has added value to your day, would you consider sharing this podcast with a friend or maybe even posting it on social media with the link and helping to spread the word? And lastly, I want to encourage you to live your best life right now. I strongly believe that the first step to living your best life is giving your life to Jesus. Because if you have everything but Jesus, you have nothing. But if you have nothing but Jesus, you have everything. Thank you and God bless.